But Christian McCaffrey comes from a lineage that he is a freak athlete who just so happens to be born for this entire operation. His dad, Ed McCaffrey, played with John Elway in the Broncos for a long time, was a star at Stanford, was a Super Bowl champ and an All-Pro. That's his father. His mom, incredible soccer player at Stanford. Okay, so his parents are both freak athletes. By the way, to play Division I soccer, not easy. He has said that his mom is a better athlete than his dad. There we go. So it's not easy to play Division I soccer. You know what else it isn't easy to do? How about Division I basketball? Both of his dad's sister and dad's brother played Division I basketball. His sister, his aunt played for Georgetown. His uncle played for Duke and then Vandy. So I don't know what happened with Coach K. Something happened. He ended up going to Vandy. His mom's grandpa, Christian McCaffrey's mom's dad. Sorry. So his grandpa, Olympic sprinter, won the silver medal in the 100-yard dash as a Caucasian. That doesn't happen. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Welcome in, guys, being dudes fantasy football. I am your host, Noah Opsfeld, back from the depths of life. I am doing great. Always with me is Jared Williams, Michael Smith, and we have two extremely special guests. On the very, show. very special. I'd give it eight varies, maybe even nine guests on the show today. Brandon and Nina, the number one f- couple fan of the show. Brandon is going to be a guest today, last minute guest, but he's always on top of his stuff. He's ready to go. I'm always, I'm ready. Can you just, let's just finish the intro. Can we get through with all this, with all this mumbo jumbo? Brandon, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing incredible. Look at this guy. He's wearing the headphones, making sure everything's coming out right, making sure the, the bread is baked. That's a phrase. Nina, you're a longtime fan of the show, yes? Oh, very much so. You, if, if There's very few people who have been so intertwined with the people from the show as you. What has that experience been like over the past few years? You know, it's crazy because, you know, I started out as fans of the people, and now I'm just a fan of the show as well. Amazing. <laughs> I'm core, still fans of the people. Core member of the show, a core member of the morale here. Wow. Uh, just a little tidbit on Christian McCaffrey, if you didn't know already. That man was born to run. I mean, Wow. I mean, Forrest Gump, Usain Bolt, you know, Jared Williams, mix them up. Yeah. You get a little C-Mac sandwich. Um, but, I mean, what was it? His mom's D1. His dad's an NFL player. His, his brother. His grandpa won the silver medal in the 100-meter dash. It is crazy. I mean, if we didn't have at least one intro dedicated to C-Mac this year, I don't know what we'd be doing. Wow, great insight there, but <laughs> I don't know if my mic's work. Uh, it looks like you're doing good. Just hang in. Maybe there, turn Mike. it up just a little bit so we can get more Jared. Oh, oh, Mike, jeez, Mike, Mike, a little loud on the mic today. But welcome to Guys Me and Dudes Fantasy Football. You can follow us at on Twitter at Dudes Football. Uh, sorry about missing the show last week. I was out with what was first a mild concussion, then turned into a brain. Uh, hemorrhage. I keep forgetting that word. Keep forgetting a lot of things. But I'm back on top. I'm feeling good. I am wearing my blue blockers. 
helps with the screens, helps with the, you know, just all the inputs. It just kind of calms things down, keeps my head in check. Oh, I mean, I'm a purple guy. I, I, I like a good purple uni, but I don't know if that's, I don't know if that. I'm, I got to say, no, this might be a long-term look for you. It, it looks pretty, it looks that. pretty good. For, I, it, like for me, stat. it just looks like I'm going to just say something. I just look like a guy that's going to say something. I'm not racist, but that's what, <laughs> when I look in the mirror, that's, that's what I see. Um, let's get into some Texas football. We got a big game this Saturday. We're all seniors, right? We're all seniors. Mm-hmm. This is our last home game. Do we have one for Thanksgiving? We do. We do. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. No one, no one goes to that. Um, so this is this is the last home game here in Austin. It's a bittersweet moment. We've seen we've seen the Notre everything from the Notre Dame game to the Oklahoma State interception to the Iowa State to LSU USC. I mean, wow. Please tell me someone said Notre Dame, right? I said that was a first okay. One I all right, said. just making sure. Just making Baylor sure. Baylor was a good one. Sophomore, it's freshman year. Um, a lot of yep, a lot of memories, and um, getting a little choked up here. But we got one last one here: Kansas State, who had just who has just beaten the powerhouse of the Big Twelve OU. I mean, wow! And now we got to take. Yeah, but. Things are looking a little different than last year. How do you guys see this game playing out? Will you? Let's just hear it. <sighs> Kansas State is the worst passing offense, which is an ideal team for us to like be playing the worst? in the Big 12. Okay. Um, and I, th- I think with us getting secondary players back, they're not going to be able to throw the ball as much on us, but I'm not going to say our defense is going to shut them down at all. I just – I'd like to think our experience on offense, and I'd like to think last week was an aberration and won't happen again this week, and so I think we pull out a really close game. I think it's 31-30, to 30, Texas. I'm going to go 35-28. Purely just because I think Texas has a good Got to keep going. You know, I'm, a, you? I'm an optimist. Bad question. I'm an optimist. Um, I'd love to see a win here to end things off um, at DKR right. Uh, team's getting a little healthier. We've been plagued by injuries. They kind of just threw the whole season away. Um, I'm going to have to go K-State here. Momentum is in their favor. we got some guys coming back. But I'm going to go K-State 28-24. I would love to see it go the other way. I really would. An interesting tidbit I'd like to say right now. Mm. So two-thirds – of Vegas bets on the line have been for K-State. But the line has moved from like four, minus four for us, to minus seven in in this week, which means like when you're betting for Texas, you're putting big money on Texas, which I don't know why. I don't know why we're a touchdown favorite. What's the home field advantage? But if you look at anything over the last couple weeks, K-State hung with Oklahoma, who we couldn't even – it was a a seven-point game for us, but we weren't in that Oklahoma game. And they beat the crap out of Kansas, who we couldn't beat at home. By they more than two points. They had a comfortable lead the whole game. Yeah, I just don't I just don't see it happen. Sorry. Brandon, you got anything? Um I have absolutely nothing for that game. Uh other than I think UT can pull it off. Are you guys all going? Yep. Speak why'd up, they right? why is the lone two thirty game at home during the LSU Alabama game? Come on now. I don't know. 
<sighs> you know, I'm going to be on my phone most of that game. <laughs> All right, let's talk into some fantasy football. A lot of stuff going on. We're getting into that part of the season where you got to start thinking ahead, okay? It's week 10. Uh, your playoffs are starting 13, 12 to 14, depending on uh, what you're going, what's your league's happening, how many people in your league and whatnot. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Let's get into some fantasy news. The Miami Dolphins pulling out the dub. Got to bring it in the top of the show. I thought wow. the Jets won that game. No, you. that's what you would think. Well, no, they won, right? They're going to get a better draft pick. <laughs> All right, sorry. Michael. That's sorry. Hilarious. Sorry. Like that was that good. But shout out, shout out Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's, who's, who I still <clears throat> think is a, is a top 20 quarterback in the league. I mean, he comes in and he provides an instant juice and players like Can Preston Williams become relevant. Is that a thing? Like... <laughs> I'm, is that not a bad idea? It's it's easy to say, but Preston Williams, this rookie. It's a good question. Preston Williams, rookie stud, playing amazing. Big breakout game this past week. And shout out Karan for the for for Jinx. He said he he said he's a rising star. Put it in the Facebook group and out for the season. Torn ACL. Get healthy, Preston. Um, but he's going to be an interesting dynasty option moving forward, especially if they can get a, a long-term quarterback on that team. Mark Walton, finally, Michael's deep dive waiver pick, coming through to get a start. Didn't really produce much, but still was get was you know a rele- fantasy relevant guy. Shout out, Mike. Suspended four games for some preseason uh, off the field stuff. We don't commend that kind of activity. Uh, what do you do? You'd, uh, I think it was weed. I don't know. Uh, the, the, the the devil's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Kalen Balaj steps right up into the spotlight. Into the RB one conversation. Forkham. Kalen Balaj. ASU. Well, I mean, yeah, and against Texas Tech. Yeah, broke the record, but but um, he's completely irrelevant. No need to add him. Um, even if I mean they have a great the Dolphins have a great stretch of games coming forward. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be a viable streamer, um, and Devontae Parker is going to become more and more relevant as we go throughout this through the season. But I really don't think that Kalen Balaj is good enough to get going against any defense. He's touchdown dependent. He's t- very touchdown dependent. One league flex. One play. thing I'd like to say before we move on: the real winner of that game, the Cincinnati Bengals, the zero eight Bengals. Continue but I'm really disappointed. I'm really disappointed in the Jets. Another big win. Because I was looking forward to that that 0-14 clash in Week 16 between Miami and Cincy, and it's not happening because the Jets, who I guess beat – the Jets might might have beaten – like, the, the Jets have won one game, right? The Jets beat the Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> Which – Okay. Bizarro world. Interesting. Um, no comment. Moving on from the greatest team in the, in the, in the league. Um, the, Colts. the Colts. Another – yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, oh, Brian yeah. Hoyer's not a bad back. He didn't. He's he not. Did fine. He came not in back up. Came in, played well. Game time decision. I mean, they just really can't lose against Miami without Ty. Without Paris Campbell. Even against the Dolphins. I think he's a fine streamer. Still got both tight ends there. Still got all the running backs are healthy. Uh, game time decision. Ty still on timetable is unclear. Should be another. Two weeks, something like that. Paris Campbell, who's just all you hear about Paris Campbell is how athletic and how much of like a prototype wide receiver he is, and he just can't get it done this year. Now he's injured. Uh, Zach Pascal, who's been surprisingly fantasy relevant and, and studdish the past two of the past three weeks, great start. Yeah, moves into the number one role. 
And Chester Rogers now becomes his second target. It's a great name. Chester Rogers. Kind of flow. It just flows off the Chester, tongue. I just want to buy a biscuit from Chester, you know? Isn't that the guy that had the children's show, like in the 80s or something? Chester Rogers. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's what we call some low-hanging fruit. All right. I'd like to get into this topic here. Browns head coach Freddie Kitchens. Interesting. And I quote, Kareem Hunt will definitely have a role. On and the he- bench. <laughs> Not the question we want to ask here. Main question, Kareem Hunt, AFC's leading rusher two years ago, stud last year until, until he gets dropped and Mike suspended. And someone's roster. still on my team because hopefully when he signs somewhere else next year he becomes starter and not the point here. What is his role with the Browns? Does he have any value? What do you see going forward for Kareem? The Browns are such a weird offense. I mean, we were so hyped in the beginning of the season with OBJ, Baker Mayfield, and Kareem Hunt eventually coming back. Um, he should be owned. I, I picked him up in a league where I have uh, Chubb. As I, I think he's a top-tier handcuff. I think he immediately moves into the conversation. He's obviously going to be on the field a good amount. Um I don't want to play him this week. Even in, uh, it's a bad matchup against Buffalo. We'll, see, I, I, I like, I like when this kind of thing happens where you get a bad matchup, so you're safe sitting him, and you can kind of see what his role will be. I see, I see four or five touches this week. I don't think that it'll be that substantial. I think he gets more. I think he gets eight or ten. I mean, he's fresh, but I mean, he's fresh, but you need that preseason. Right. I mean, and he's, I think he's the better all-around player. I mean, it'd be nice to, you know, he's a young guy. It'd be nice to keep the reps low, especially without the playoff push in sight. The one thing I will say, going forward, they still have games against Miami and Cincinnati and Arizona, games that they could be winning and wanting to run the ball a lot more. And I think that's when it's, and I think that's when it's favorable for Kareem. But I think because their offense has been so stagnant and they haven't been able to win games, that they're not in favorable game scripts for him. They're yeah. having to just throw it with Baker. The whole idea with Kareem is we have a playoff caliber team. Let's get as much talent on here as possible. It's a one-year contract. <clears throat> He's going somewhere else next year. I mean, that's kind of in that kind of situation, you usually see him factored in. I mean, obviously Kareem wants to get on the field. He wants to, he wants to be uh, you know somewhere next year where he can have a role. Um, the other side is how will this affect Nick Chubb? I mean. You're you're not really taking him out of the RB one consideration at all. I think you can temper expectations with that with the you know twenty twenty plus carry games, which I'm kind of disappointed about. I have him in a few leagues, uh, but he's been great. You can you know, so keep pushing him out. AJ Green, ugh, like it's so. I mean, we really don't know. This is kind of the kind of thing where oftentimes what we hear is different from what's going on. Obviously, the Bengals aren't um, in any kind of their, their, their tank mode. Um, AJ Green's been on and off the field for years, um, you know, with injuries, no reason to, to bring him on. They benched Andy Dalton to see what Finley has to offer. Um, I don't see him coming back at all. They're, they're just going to keep doing, I, playing this game. Literally one of the most dropped players. Can, I mean, do you feel comfortable dropping him? Not when the, or yes, especially when the guy goes, are you playing this week? And he's like, yeah, probably not. Like, he doesn't even provide any kind of clarity whatsoever. It's so weird that they – I mean, I guess if he's actually injured, I mean, they just could have traded him, could have actually had some value. Other injury notes, Adam Thielen, doubtful. Amari is expected to play. Evan Ingram, this kind of – out. Okay. Confirmed out. 
Evan Ingram, this kind of came out of nowhere, has a has a midfoot sprain. He's week to week. He's been ruled out. Sterling Shepard's also been ruled out, I believe. Sterling Shepard's another another one I I kind of think you can drop. Like I think, well, hear me. Out. I think Golden I think Golden Tate is for sure the number one in that offense. I think he's a great week this week. You'll hear more about that. Wink, wink. Coming up later, um, Evan Ingram, who started off the league excellent. It's just not doing well. I mean, Sterling Shepard could be. I mean, they have a good playoff schedule, so Sterling Shepard could be a guy to to look at, at the end of the year. But the offense is already crowded. You're 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 gambling on a on a big game. Um, I think he's out at least another week. It's just he was on. He was practicing with a trainer on the side of the field. I, I, it just isn't. Yeah, he just keeps going back. In a twelve man. Uh, redraft. I think you can drop Sterling. A name Shepard. name here, Rhett Ellison. When Evan went out in Week Six, Ellison played all fifty offensive snaps from the rest of the game. So I think that's How someone that's produce. just gonna get volume. And I think with Shepard out, and it's really just Golden Tate and Slayton who doesn't have a a firm grasp of any kind of role. I think Rhett Ellison could be a guy that, in a very sparse tight end position, could potentially produce this week. Yeah, and it's not a terrible matchup against the Jets. Um... I'm not. I'm not. Rec- we're not recommending you play no. Ellison. There's got to be. There's some situation where, where you need Red Ellison or OJ Howard against the Cardinals. Red Ellison. Wow. Can we smack that on the wall? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Smack that on the wall. There's gonna be plenty. There's gonna be plenty of OJ Howard talk throughout the rest of the show. This is. I mean, this is the week to do it. We got it. We. Um, he's playing the Cardinals. That's all I gotta say. It's, I mean, he's. I, think, I don't think he's had more than three receptions in a game. He he doesn't want to donate to those kids. No. Uh, Chris Herndon back in action. Uh, we are excited for this. This has been a long time coming. Here, the suspension <laughs> combined with injury stuff. Oh wait, Jared, you, Jared, your mic has been off. Jesus, this studio. Try again. You gotta go with, gotta go with. Try again. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, you're gonna share with Mike. Sorry about that, everybody. Uh, we've had so that means we've had about about 20 minutes of of blank talk from Jared. Uh, apologies. We'll, Question for Brandon. You have the headset on. Yeah. Can you hear what's being said? Yeah. So can you hear what Jared's saying through a mic? Well, he's also got one. Ah, so he can off. he can hear Jared speaking in. Yeah. You know okay, what? Brandon's right, about right. as useful as Brandon Cooks this week. I, I looked at Whoa. Jared and I said it's not working. Why would you not say anything to us? When? I literally I looked at you and you said and I said. <laughs> I didn't. Like ten? Okay. Wouldn't this happen? I, I, like I, it was. Wouldn't this happen about twenty minutes okay, ago? Okay. With that being you know, said, you guys can go share share a mic. Brandon, like what? I thought you didn't care. I was like, this is what weird. do you mean? <laughs> okay, Brandon, guest on the show. Longtime supporter thought we didn't care that Jared was not being recorded this well, whole time. To be fair, I've listened multiple times where his mic is off. So. Oh, okay, thanks. And how buddy. was it? Yeah, I'm a. Uh, ah, there goes. You better say it's worse. And there goes Brandon's mics. Thank you. Okay, back to it. Chris Herndon back. I think he has an immediate role. Uh, he's had a great rapport with Sam Darnold. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm I'm com- more comfortable more comfortable with the, the other guys we've been mentioning. Are you playing this week? Playing him this week? Yeah. I mean, if I, I see him as a as a top ten guy, uh, especially with the by apocalypse this week, which is just six teams on by. Um, moving on, DJ returns into the Arizona backfield. 
David Johnson uh, against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been a great run defense this year. We have seen all kinds of shakeups in the Arizona backfield. Uh, we saw Kenyon Drake go off last week uh, against the Niners, and uh, that was unexpected. But they've been bringing in guys traded for Drake. But apparently David Johnson is back and healthy. What do you guys see this week against Tampa Bay? Uh, I think it's going to be a nice split between the two. So I think uh, anywhere from 10 to 12 touches per is a nice little sweet spot. Yeah, I, I don't think – I think Kenyon Drake gets more of a role than people might think with, oh, David Johnson's coming back. Absolutely. Like David Johnson does not assume the number one role. Then again, David Johnson might be more effective – He's just a better running back, but David Johnson will get the first. But snap. you you can't forget two weeks ago or whatever when he suited up and was expected to play and suited up, but then just didn't play at all, and that was when he um, did say he was one hundred percent in a press conference. Again, like we saw two weeks ago, you can't with really predict uh, what the situation is there. I think this is more of a ling- lingering injury. We'll see what happens. Um, do you start both of them? It's Tampa Bay. It's a great run. I mean, the pa- the passing will be. I I I almost want to start Drake over David Johnson, uh, just because of what we've seen. I just I kind of feel more. Com- I don't feel comfortable starting either of them, but I think that Drake will at least have a role in the passing game. Uh, we'll see. But this I I think that that will be more of a sixty forty kind of split. Maybe a, a, a Tevin Coleman uh, Matt Breida esque kind o- of thing. Over under fifty two. So. Nice high-scoring affair. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be a high-scoring game. Two terrible passing uh, defenses. And uh, good number there, bud. All right. Matt Ryan expected to play with a ankle Will play. Will play, yeah. Patrick Mahomes expected to play. I mean, you're starting both these guys. Um, If Mahomes is back, that whole offense gets a bump. Uh, What about that running game? Damian Williams had the 91-yard touchdown last week. LaShawn McCoy, I mean, we, it's been up and down. One week it's it's Damian Williams, one week it's LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Well, I think currently Damian Williams is in the lead for more carries, but I'm not starting either of them. If you look at what he put up besides that 91-yard run, yeah. it was like 33 yards on like 10 touches. But, I mean, that, but that's, I mean, similar to like Tyree Hill. Ty, uh, Tyree Hill. Tyree I, but I don't game. expect but, but Damian did, Williams to get these a 91-yard. His no, the, hole he he had, the hole he had on that play. But was that's absolutely he, massive. That's what he does. He has that. He does the fifty-yard, you know, wheel route touchdown, like th- uh, once in three. I don't. Weeks. I'm not buying into it just from that. Okay, I think I think he's he has. Can we take a potential. step back and see what's happening here? In that at the beginning of the year, we had Noah the Lashawn McCoy truther and Jared the Damian Williams truther, and now we have Noah defending Damian Williams with Jared saying, "I'm very skeptical of Damian Williams." I just love that it's come to this. Sure, I just love that. <laughs> How many shares do both of y'all have of Damien? I think I have two. I have zero. Jared has like four. I have two now. Oh, two. Trimmed it to Formally trimmed it. Formerly three. Formerly three. Drafted him in almost every league he was in. Three leagues. Sixty percent. of his. Sixty percent of his. Jeez. Adam Gase on Le'Veon Bell, New York Jets running back. Week ten status. It looks good. Limited in practice Thursday. Should suit up. Uh, they brought in Bilal Powell. Backup running back. He's been a hot guy to pick up off of waivers in fantasy leagues. I mean, Le'Veon Bell was supposed to have this great run. We talked about a ton on the show about the Jets' excellent week 9 through 14 run. Not looking too great so far with the loss last week. Um, I had their defense practically everywhere, and I have now dropped their defense practically everywhere. Not a terrible start this week. What do you guys think about Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell this week? I mean, I, I feel like you have him. You you should start him. But yeah. Other than I would not do you want to move happy. him? Do you want to? 
it's just frustrating with the with, with the talent and, and the team. No, I'd I'd be holding and okay. potentially even leaning more towards buy than sell. That's a that's a good take. I just think Le'Veon has to break out at some point. Like, and if, if you can get top two round value for him, though, what do you? Think? You are not getting top two round value for Le'Veon Bell right now. Absolutely no way. That's a good take. <laughs> All right, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares about your guys' friendships. <laughs> Another um, big running back out, James Conner, which means Jam- Jalen Samuels is now a must start any league, especially where PPR has any value. I don't think there's any any other conversation needed there, right? I think that he's going to not have nearly the week he has. Last. I think the receptions will be there, but the production given right in any PPR league is going to provide value. Right. I I mean, not he, how many was it? Thirteen last week? Catches? Just, yeah. It was like 12, 13. I think it was 13. Broke some records. Uh, I, I think it's more like 6, 7 this week. I think he's going to half it. Um, Rams are not going to be that pliable uh, in that part of the field. Well, I mean, Mason Rudolph doesn't want to throw to Juju. so He doesn't want to throw anywhere. He doesn't want to throw field. anything more than like six yards downfield. Yeah. So a dump off to Jalen Samuels. Get your PPR, gonna have to half run the PPR. Ball, uh, slow the game down. Alvin Kamara, top Two top three pick in most leagues. Um, expected to play this week. He's he's been in and out with injuries. Latavius Murray's been taking over. I mean, who do you start between Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara, Saints running backs this week? What kind of split do you expect? Obviously, Kamara is not a hundred percent this week, but he should care. be back. Yeah, I'm starting Kamara over Murray. Yeah, no doubt. But where? where I mean, what do you expect? Is Murray? I, still- I think. Uh, Murray puts up flex numbers this week. This is and kind of the Kamara back in running back one. This is kind of the split we saw at the beginning of the season when everyone was saying Latavius Murray's going to take over that Mark Ingram role could be an RB two, RB three, and I think that's kind of what we're going to see the rest of the season, especially with the Saints. Uh, you know, they could what they go five and zero oh with uh, with Brid- Teddy Bridgewater, the backup quarterback. They should be. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league. They should be very comfortable with wins. Save Kamara for the playoffs. So I really like Latavius Murray uh, going forward especially the Falcons this week. Absolutely. And last but not least, we mentioned him earlier, Brandon Cooks expected to make a return this year, but out for a few weeks with concussion. Similar situation to Sterling Shepard. I mean, I, I he was dropped in a league. I picked him up, and now I'm saying maybe he was a – maybe it's a waste of a roster spot. If you have an I, is he is he IR eligible, no. like if he's out? No. Well, okay. I mean, it's not a, it's not an IR league. It's okay. the KBRX league. Oh. So it, dropped in our league? I picked him up, <laughs> what yeah. What the heck? You guys gotta, guys gotta keep watch. Check the recent activity, man. Uh, but mm-hmm. it looks like that's gonna cover us for fantasy news. A lot of stuff going on. If you guys have any questions at all, please DM our Twitter at DudesFootball. We'll be happy to help you out. Okay, and follow us on Twitter at DudesFootball. Thursday night football. We had the Chargers at the Raiders yesterday. We have our resident Raiders <coughs> fan in the house. Thank you. What is happening in Oakland? It's been pretty. You know what's happening. What? Salt and pepper's happening. We have the boys back in town, the bad boys of the Oakland Raiders, sitting at five and four, primed for a playoff rush. Rush? Playoff run. I know you said both our teams were bad when we played. I wholeheartedly disagree. I think the Lions and Raiders are both above average teams. You can disagree all you want. That's what it is. I think the Raiders are great at at beating average teams. Oh, we used to be bad at that. So, I mean, if you look at who we've lost to, we've lost to all arguably top ten teams for all four of our losses. Okay. If the Raiders had the Patriots schedule, they would be eight. Can you get us? I really up, appreciate buddy? that. Not very many teams that wouldn't be 
sitting pretty with the Patriots schedule. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I like seeing the Raiders, the Raiders being successful or five and four now because so much the popular sentiment was when they traded away Amari and when they traded away Khalil Mack was that they were cleaning house and that they were on the bad side of those deals. And I sided with Jared in that I what they needed was picks and Amari wasn't getting it done in Oakland. Yeah, he can get it done. He's a talented player, but he just wasn't moving the needle. And you can see their offense is fine without Amari Cooper. And they've added Josh Jacobs. They've added Cleland Furrow, who It's just not is, it's I two, guess turning it on. They're they're figuring it out. They're winning they're winning games, but it's just never it's never pretty. Mm-mm. It's never clean. It doesn't have to. That's what that's that's what the NFL is all about. The Jag, when we when we went ten and six a couple of years ago, we did because we won close games. Like if you win close games, you go to the playoffs almost. If you're a, if you're an average to above, do they go to the playoffs? Team. I think so. But I would be scared of that that week fifteen matchup with the Jags when y'all might be sitting in playoff territory and we might not have anything to lose or Nick Foles leading a run. But I think they do because they play the Bengals, they play the Jets. I think the Josh, Titans, the Broncos, really Josh Jacobs been winnable the games. Differentiator and that D line. Yeah, can we talk about how Josh Jacobs? Lots of people he getting picked in the third and fourth round of some fantasy drafts. Most fantasy. Most drafts. fantasy drafts. People saying that's way too early. If we did a redraft right now, this guy's going the top of the second round, no doubt. I think they might be pushing. I mean, what is he RB ten right now? Uh, I don't know. We can get Michael on that real quick. Yeah, I think second round pick. But you're right. He's been great. He's been There's great. always that risk with a rookie, but he's been great. Phillip Rivers looked terrible. terrible. This what off, a I mean, terrible so many pieces in this drive. offense. Melvin Gordon finally got lion's share, 22 for 108 and 1. Uh, Austin Eckler still like a top five running back in, in, in L scoring, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, should, should what do you do with Austin Eckler if you have him? Asking for a friend. <sighs> I would trade him. I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, my my friend is is trying, but yeah, I mean, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry. We don't have to talk about it, starting him every week. Keenan Allen, sort of a bounce back, eight for sixty eight. You're not seeing any of that crazy production he had early on in the season. Um, uh, he's still a wide receiver one. You've got to start him. Uh, are you targeting him? Keenan Allen? Yeah. No. I personally think there's too much in that offense because Austin Eckler still demands a share. Melvin Gordon's getting 20 carries a game now. Hunter Henry gets six to eight targets. I think there's too much in that offense. I think uh, besides Melvin Gordon and Hunter Henry, there's no there's no real future in that offense. Speak up, buddy. That's I'm saying that with my chest. Okay. You're speaking down. I don't know if anybody got any of that. Here's the rest of the Raiders' schedule. <laughs> Cincy, Jets, Kansas City, Tennessee, Jacksonville, Chargers. I mean, except for Kansas City, they're all winnable games. That's a playoff. That's a playoff. One note schedule. on that: I think Josh Jacobs could even be someone that you could buy for better value now than he can return the second half of the season because all of those rush defenses are below average. Cincinnati's second worst. Kansas City's third worst. A lot of those are top like ten, top ten worst. I think that's he's a guy that'll produce more than what he's actually produced in the last few weeks. I like to that toot take. Jared's horn over here. <laughs> That's enough. Okay, so going to some weak reactions. Again, this is guys being dudes fantasy football. Follow us on Twitter at dudes football. Daniel Jones looking like a franchise quarterback. What? Uh, I'm sorry. He he he's he's not. He just got super, destroyed by the Cowboys. He is not super productive. The score was misleading. It it wasn't a blowout like like it like the score. It was suggested. a little bit like a blowout. 
Mm, at the very wow. end, they had the defensive touchdown and and the touchdown to Amari. It was close most of the game. Um, Saquon, one of his worst games ever uh, in production, you know, without guys like Ingram and uh, Sterling Shepard to stretch the field, I'm worried about Saquon's production. I uh, I offered Aaron Jones for a Saquon uh, when he was injured, and I got laughed out of the room. And like, look at it now, you know. <laughs> so is that more <laughs> of the Cowboys' defense or the Giants not having weapons? I, re- I think it's the Giants. I mean, okay. he, I mean, I don't think the offense. So is Dalvin being... Cook going up against that Cowboys defense. Do you have any concern he has kind of a game like this or no? Because Adam Thielen might no. be out. I think if Kirk's not able to push the field, do you have a concern at all or no? I mean, it, I, I can temper expectations. To be concerned with Dalvin Cook at this point, I can temper expectations. But, I mean, but, uh, CMC and Dalvin are the most for sure things in fantasy football at this point. I, my, Michael asked it a, a few. Uh, Michael asked a few weeks ago, "Will anyone be within seventy-five points of CMC in the season?" And and Dalvin Cook's hanging. He's hanging. On. He's hanging with them. I think he's it's like thirty to thirty-five. 35 right now. Yeah. Just I mean, wait for him, him to tear his ACL, and then. Oh wow. Brandon said like five things today, Jeez. and one being, I hope that man's Man, career is derailed. Whoa! <laughs> I didn't say I hope for it, but I do have shares of Alexander All right, your mic is going back. <laughs> Alexander mic is Madison. Brandon's mic is now off. We don't like the negativity in the studio here. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Let's talk about it. Should we? We maybe should have been the intro. Should have been about him. I was having a I heated debate have. yesterday about the who is the front runner for MVP. Um, who is it? Well, we both agreed that it's Russell Wilson, but I, but 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 I think that Lamar Jackson is right on his tail, and here's why: Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson all have this kind of making magic, <laughs> making magic happen kind of mentality. They can get it done. You watch a play happen. You go, did did that just happen? How that was not that was not scripted. That was not you know part of the design. But Lamar Jackson is. I think he is redefining the NFL offense or what you know what can happen. We've never. I mean, the closest thing I guess is Michael Vick, but Bill Belichick's head was in a pretzel this past yeah. week. We have seen that 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 defense dominate absolutely. Dominate. They had no everyone in their and their for anything and, he was. Doing. And the the Ravens with what Mark Ingram the and same Mark Andrews? Ravens that lost to the Browns at home. Obvious. And the Jets lost to the Cowboys too, exactly. and and then or well, beat the Cowboys and be, lost. That to might the be a little different. But a lot of stuff like that is happening. But straight up, Lamar Jackson is that entire offense. I understand there's talent elsewhere, but that's why I think he's he's might be the MVP is because. You can take. I mean, you can. Mark Ingram is what a top fifteen talent, top twelve talent. Sure, for at, for at the running. And back position, I mean, there's I no re- receiver on that team. Mark Andrews has gone to like a backup tight end. They have role. a lot of decent receivers. They have decent receivers. Nothing special. Yeah. He. I mean, decent his O-line. ability is is changing defenses. Their scheme is incredible too. There's yeah. so much misdirection going on with him. It's impossible to tell what's going on. And in a similar sense to his the improvisation of Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, it's just the it's just same thing, but on his feet. I mean, obviously he could play running back, but just he, these grown men who have spent their entire lives all they do is football, who are great, and they just they just miss him. He just doop. He does a little high step shift, kind of like watching me move. That hezzy stop on a dime is incredible. Just, he does that Whoop. all the time when he's running, like acting like he's about to run out of bounds, and then He'd stops an and gets an extra four arena. yards. Maybe that's the secret. I mean, he's incredible. 
Any MVP predictions? Your mic's off, Brandon. Don't I'm try. still going Russell Wilson at this point. What do you think? Also, no ah. Lamar Jackson's born after last week saying he's still in the Deshaun Watson train. Whose train are you on now? The Deshaun, the Deshaun Watson train. Still. Yeah. I think Deshaun's the better quarterback, but Lamar the better fantasy. Okay, you. No one can hear you when you do that. You gotta speak into the mic, please. Well, that's what happens. Thanks, KVRX. Can okay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This is so, NFL is so weird. We watched the almighty Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams just not be able to do anything against the Chargers last week. Then the Chargers come out and can't do anything against the Raiders. Very confusing. Uh, is it? Should we just can we just throw it out? Can we just throw the game out? Yeah, I think so. Is it that easy? I think so. I think I think I think the reason why that might have happened is just because they had Devontae Adams in there, didn't know how to really gel as an offense. But I think if that's the case, and they just needed a game to get it out of their system, I I don't place much. If an Aaron Jones owner is panicked, then go get him. I'd also be buying Devontae Adams. Is Aaron Adams. Jones? He's I think there's a number three back right now. Is he? He's is four because he? I think Eckler passed him. But, okay, number four. But three I think, four. Well, he doesn't have to buy yet, so he's probably like. Is he a top 10, like, locked in? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Great playoff schedule as well. Uh, Tyler Lockett, huge day. 13 catches on 18 targets for 152 and two touchdowns. Number one wide receiver on the week. Uh, wow. I mean, the key thing we keep hearing about, about Lockett is he has four, five, six targets, but, but he's able to get the touchdown. Passing volume from the Seahawks is low. You're shaking your head. What's up? He had 18 targets the previous three weeks combined. And the week I play Tyler Lockett, and he gets 18 targets and 13 catches for 150-plus yards and two D, touchdowns. Baby. What, is, what is up with that? Josh Jacobs gets 28 carries the week I play him. He had like 18 in the first half. It was more than he averaged on the year prior to that. It was a tough week last week for me. Moving on, though, another massive day for Mike Evans. 12 catches for 180 yards and a touchdown. He's actually now the wide receiver one in half PPR. Look at Him and that. Michael Thomas and Chris Godwin, one, two, and three. Chris Godwin's still – Chris Godwin's going to have a week in a, in, in, in a couple weeks, and he's going to jump back up there. Shout out Paul Rudd. Who would have thought? But I think there's no loser in the Mike Evans or Chris Godwin going forward debate that we had 10 weeks ago considering that – they're number one and number three. And I think PPR. Godwin falls out of the top five by, by the end of the season. I don't think so. I agree with Noah. That a boy, Jerry. Do you? I do. Who's going gonna to hop him? Let's hear it. Someone's got to jump in there oh, if he's falling you out. You really want to? Yep, let's do up, it. I have to pull it up. No one likes you. Just give me some names. I'm, I don't want to pull Tyler Lockett's four. Yep. Even with Josh Gordon. I already said it. <laughs> yes. I was making sure you knew next, that, that was the who's case. Next? Cooper Cup. No. Hopkins, maybe. Yes. DJ Chark. Hopkins. Hopkins, of course. You don't know that. Can you keep going down the list, please? DJ Chark. No. Amari Cooper. Yes. Julian Edelman. You think Amari Cooper's going to finish with more points than Godwin at the yes. end of the year? Okay. All right. Julian Edelman. Eh. Also look at the game. Keenan Allen. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Tyler Lockett's already had hasn't had there's his. There's my buy. top. There's my top. There's my top. You five. think Tyler Lockett in one less game is gonna jump? Is gonna score more points than Chris Godwin going? Yes, because they're pretty much neck and neck. Stop asking me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Muhammad Sanu making an immediate impact in New England. What, what's wrong? 
Sanu. 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 Uh, I'm a notorious mispronouncer. <laughs> Big impact, 14 targets, 10 catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Jeez, I mean, San, Sanu. Sanu. And Edelman, drop door set. Who I mean, was the guy last week that you couldn't, or two weeks ago? Um, oh, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Mike, Mike's still off. Uh, I'll think and about it. Here's, I'll think about it. Here's another Noah guy. You know, I love the, the Bills offense, the all-powerful Bills offense. Yeah, Devin Singletary finally getting what he deserves. John Brown still not getting what he deserves. 20 carries for 95 yards and a tud and 45 receiving yards. This is a playoff team. Did they you say, see, who are uh, our best players? We need Devin Singletary to be on the field. We need this to get this going. Frank Gore is going to be there. For Frank to win. Gore was on the goal line and ran the ball three straight times and got stuffed three straight times. Bro, you got to grab the mic when you start talking. You, like, have both your hands free. The mic's pointed up, and you're talking down. Frank Gore getting stuffed three times the goal line, in case you didn't hear that. Yeah. Did you guys see the clip of Frank, of, of, uh, Frank Gore going up to a- a- Adrian Peterson and say, hey. Tell him to go talk to go him. Go talk to Devin. Yeah. Hey, AD. I threw a light What you doing? Him. Go talk to this boy, Devin Singletary. He's a special kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, love- I love how he just doesn't even say anything. He just taps him and points at Devin. Yeah. He's uh, he's his face. Just yeah. he's like a Easter Island head. Uh, I mean, but I I I those those warm my heart. I love when when veterans, uh, you know, and the rookies come up. These rookies who are so talented, you know, taking the league by storm, go up to these ve- veterans, and they're, they're fans just like us. These guys are our age now, which is crazy. Okay, playoff push. We're getting into before we do that. Let's talk about the dude versus dud of last week. Noah's dude, kind of a cheat, but Stafford 406 and for three and one I pick. I thought that was your dud of the week. That was my dude. You were I don't know what you were saying on the show. <laughs> I'd like to say dude. this is the impartial. Can I, can I the impartial it? third party. Jared won the battle of the OBJ duds. Yes. OBJ had the worst game when Jared picked him as against his against the Patriots. I picked him against the Broncos. But let me the, the the elephant in the room here, Zach Ertz, who has had a lackluster season. Going against a team that is great against the tight end. And Michael, out of nowhere, you know, he's going to say last week, Zach Ertz is my dude. Nine for 103 yards and a touchdown. Can we all, everyone in the studio, please? Good job, Mike. Yeah. I, that means a lot, guys. You know, I put so much work, time, and effort into this, and it's nice to be recognized for once. You sure it just wasn't regression? <laughs> I'm sure about it. <laughs> Still a top three pick. Let's talk a little bit about playoffs. All right. Let's look at your team's at your team's yeah, let's uh, look roster. At let's look at them. Let's look at your team's schedule. Let's look at your team's record. Let's okay? look at them. Okay. Let's let's say things that are good for the show. <laughs> if Take you're a sitting good, pretty, long look. If you're sitting pretty, if you're if you're nine and zero, you have a winning <laughs> record. If you're sitting at the top of your division, start to look for the future. Who can I target for the playoffs? You know, do I have a good quarterback for the playoff run? Do I have a good defense for the playoff run? Two defenses I'm looking at, Ravens and Steelers. Great playoff defenses. They're probably owned. Uh, might Ravens might be dropped pretty soon. Uh, we'll see. Other teams that have great fantasy schedules. And you can find this information pretty easily online. There's going to be obviously studs, but you got to temper your expectations as well. Patrick Mahomes, really tough playoff schedule. Prescott, Jared Goff, Rodgers, also tough playoff schedules. Uh, Russell Wilson, 
I've been trying to overpay for everywhere because of his stellar playoff schedule. Watch out, Trishan. Lamar <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, Kyler Murray, Carson Wentz, all have great playoff schedules. Um, I could go through uh, all these teams. Best thing to do is uh, take a look at schedules, take a look at you know what uh, players and uh, teams' schedules against defenses to get your best possible players, and go make some trades. You know, go put the go put the time and effort in to make sure you get that championship and stick with us through the playoffs because we will be here helping yeah. you win. Put your, your money where your mouth is. Really, the guy I'm looking at for that playoff. Who's push, that? Leonard Fournette. I love it. Three playoff weeks, playing the Chargers. Decent run defense. We saw what Josh Jacobs did to him last night. Yeah. The Raiders. Okay, run defense. We saw what Melvin Gordon did to them last night, and the Falcons. Not a good run defense. Not Leonard Fournette, a good. And he still only has one touchdown on the year. That cr- that's got to change. That's got to change. Sorry, yeah. I took the mic from Jared, but I was so excited. That's a league winner right it's okay, there. It's okay. Anyone else? No, that's it. <laughs> okay. I'll get into my other guy with a decent playoff schedule in a little bit. I got a couple too. Stay on the horn. <laughs> Any more Jags you got? In a little. Yeah, oh, okay. you will hear. Stay on the horn. We'll hear. Stay Sorry. on the horn. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Waiver watch. <laughs> And I'm gonna keep pushing it. And as our friend, as our friend Brandon said so eloquently a few minutes before ago, his mic was turned off, before his mic was turned off Turn for the back. for, the, all right, Brandon, you're gonna speak up. I'm here, baby. You're gonna speak up. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, hey. Are you going to speak up? I'm here. Do you hear how loud I am? I'm loud and I'm proud. There we go. Okay, Nina. Jeez. Say it with your chest. <laughs> He gets the get, radio voice. Get your handcuffs, especially for your top tier guys. Like for your top. What comes like to mind? Who? Like Dalvin Cook, oh, maybe? No, Does that come to him, mind at all? But guys like Zeke, you know, those top, top tier guys. Zeke, yeah. Saquon, Chubb, you know, with really good backups. No one else really comes to mind off the top of my head. Maybe Dalvin Cook. I heard uh, Amir Abdullah is a great, <laughs> it's a great backup. <laughs> um, but seriously, go grab Alexander Madison if you do and pay up for it. And I know, um, you know, Sticklers in your league might, you know, not let you have them. And, sticklers and with a better record. <laughs> can't, can't, can't complain. Can't negate that. Passive um, aggressive. Yeah, I'm more of a, I'm more of a rusher aggressive with Dalvin Cook. If I feel, oh, you know what I'm saying. Jeez. All right. <laughs> that was bad. That's pretty bad. But like I said, Ravens defense and Steelers. Oh, sorry, Mike. I uh, didn't see that there, but. And, and it's one, not on your line. One, I just <laughs> know it. One guy to keep in mind, Ted Ginn. We're playing – the Saints are playing in Atlanta this week. They're playing Atlanta in two weeks. And we got Drew Brees back starting for them. And, I mean, besides Michael Thomas and, and, the, and the running backs, you really don't have a uh, Jared Cooks coming back. But keep an eye on Ted Ginn, especially for home like games. Sounds like you're naming a lot of guys. There's a lot <laughs> of – the little dark horse, Lil Jordan Humphrey uh, working right. his way into a few snaps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mine might not necessarily be a waiver. It might be owned. But if they're not owned, go pick them up. And Brandon surely snatched the Pittsburgh D when Jared dropped them in our Yahoo Oh, no. It it was the trade of the century. Why did you do that? I was going to drop them. I traded Daniel Carlson. Got that little Raiders uh, bias. Finish your story. And I I sent him Daniel Carlson for the Pittsburgh D right after their Miami game. Rest of season, rest of season, it was during the game. I was in the bathroom at Walmart, and I said, God, I've got to send this. 
Please I th- speak up. I thought, I thought it was a joke between y'all that you would just cancel. Because we were kind of in that trade <laughs> frenzy where people were saying these trades are happening. And then it have to actually happen. So after the Rams this week, they played the Browns, the Bengals, the, the Browns again, the Cardinals, the Bills, and the Jets, who are all like bottom 10 offenses in terms of defense against. Except the Cardinals for some reason. But it, they could be a league winner. They could be the Patriots defense of the first three weeks in the playoffs. They're the number yeah. three defense right now as they, well. TJ Watt's good. Jared, who you got on waivers? Uh, well, John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of done last week. My dude of the week. Oh, jeez. Uh, I'm going. I'm beating this, really I'm beating this dead horse. Going back to the, <laughs> going the back resident, to the well. As the resident person who's best at fantasy, I do not recommend John U. Smith as much as Jared does. All right. Whew. Michael, you ready? I'm going to cut it to 30 seconds. No, Might way. be running a little low on time. Here is Michael's Michael Dixon, Minute of the Week. Half for those who don't the know, week. he's the punter for the Seahawks. A UT great. Here we go. A former accounting student in Brandon and I's accounting, managerial accounting 312 class with Fire. Professor McGuire. I thought you were cutting to 30 seconds. <laughs> just three just punts with it. an average of over 55 yards and a long of 63. I mean, the one thing when you're watching him punt is the ball just launches off of his foot. It's just a thing of beauty. It is poetry in motion. That's all I have to say. Let me just say, despite what other last names and punters uh, may, may suggest, he is the king of punting. <laughs> okay. Let's take a look at some that's trade targets. Joke, Sorry? That was a clever joke. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's a, that's, my dad would have been disappointed with that one. <laughs> um, trade targets. A-D. I'm Listen ready to here. get into this one. Let's hear Listen your let's here. hear your pitch. You, let's hear your way. pitch. Okay. This is this is not a he's not a he's not a big production guy. He's not going to be making splashes, but his floor with the new coaching staff with 20 we're talking about Adrian Peterson here with 20 carries a game. I'll take my 9 points a week on the on the bench and if I need him. You know what I might have to say to that? What's that? Is that Darius Juice Geis and Christopher Thompson are coming back after the bye. And I disagree. And I would be picking up Darius Geis because he's only owned in like 30% of leagues. Why would they risk Dar- the third ACL when you, they got to play him at some point. They, he literally year. has to prove it to himself. If he's healthy, they're going to play him. I and still I, like him. And I think, any, I think at this point in time, if you're going to make the playoffs, someone with the higher upside I think is more valuable. Because if Darius Geis comes back and takes over that role, he's going to be much better than Adrian Peterson. I don't think role. any back there uh, – I don't think any back there is going to be that exciting with so that offense. So I think Adrian Peterson is a sell because he just came off a good game, which got a bunch of carries. I think you could sell him and get some kind of value. For Fair. Um, yeah, I don't think Geis is ever going to be relevant, but I, but I'd love to see him on the field. One more buy, and this could be biased. Matthew Stafford. We have no running game in Detroit. He has been looking phenomenal. He has he was on a injury reports with a hip issue. I'm not too worried about that. We'll see how that shakes out. We got Chicago this week. Probably not going to be as powerful, but Stafford, I mean, doesn't have a t- terrible playoff schedule, and I think he really could be uh, just a, a top five quarterback down the stretch. He's number, I think he's number, I think he's top five right now. I'm going to pull out my bias as well. I I was I was singing the praises of DJ Chark last week. This week it's D.D. Westbrook down the stretch. Weeks 12 or weeks 13 through 16, they play the Bucks, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Falcons. And the Chargers have a good pass defense. The Bucks are worse against the pass. The Raiders are second worse. Falcons are fourth worse to the receiver in fantasy. Nick Foles coming back helps D.D. Westbrook a lot because they had a very strong chemistry in the preseason and in 
Um, and he throws to the slot very well. He was graded. I don't know how you do this, but it's like the best passer rating when throwing to Are the slot. Are you tempering uh, expectations for DJ Chark? I, I think both of them will be valuable. What do you think about Nick Foles coming back over over your Halloween costume, Nick <laughs> Gardner Minshew? I don't have a problem with it. I'd like to see what Foles can do in this offense because we've only seen 10 plays from him or something like right. that. And I think because it's been the offense has been stagnant in two games with Gardner that I think it's worthwhile to bring Foles in. Now, if we were 6-3 and three or 5-4, and four, I'd keep Gardner in. It's really, we're kind of seeing. You were, I thought you were dressed as a clown. Jeez. All right, David Montgomery, someone that's a weird time to be buying because he's had two straight very good games, but I'm buying into the hype because he plays Detroit twice, who gets just absolutely decimated by the running back position. Woo. Green Bay and Kansas City in weeks 15 and 16. This could be a league winner. Go get him. Yeah. All right, Jared. Uh, Darren Waller coming off a couple bad games. I think he's a good buy now target. T.Y. Hilton, <laughs> currently hurt if you can get him for scraps because he's got a nice playoff schedule. Uh, I'd go for him. More importantly, though, my sell candidates. Damian Williams, sell him right now. Bad. Juju, bad. Mark Andrews, too many tight ends in that offense. Jared, it's not why, why say lot word when few word do trick? Jared, wait, before, it is 554. before we move on, Jared, is there something wrong with you today? You're just having an off Todd show. Gurley and Derrick Henry, get them off your teams. Todd Gurley has six touchdowns in the last four games. He's not going to keep it up. He's only averaged 12 carries. Goff sucks. The O-line's terrible. Get Gurley just off your team. bad. Derrick Henry, don't trust Tennessee. Bad, bad postseason schedule. Bad. Bad. I'm going AJ Green. Probably not going to be able to sell him for anything. You're going to sell him on the waiver, bro? And uh, I mean, we're literally he's talking about alone. he's the most dropped player this <laughs> week. Yeah, I, I don't know. Package him. Maybe someone's still on hope. You couldn't another sell guy, him to would, a homeless another person. Guy, and your mic's off for the rest of the show. <laughs> and Tyler Boyd is another guy I would sell. Uh, you just don't know what that, that Bengals offense is doing. Oh, my gosh. Jared. Who's I just got a notification. What's on my going phone. on? No, there's a missing person in Ooh. Arizona. Oh my God, the, the desert. It's an old man. It's Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, the past. Th- Your mic's off, Brandon. The past three can games. Leave the studio. No more than four you targets. Need a, can you escort the Brandon previous out? two before those three games? He had eight targets in each. No more than four targets. The past three games. Bad. This will be the against the Buccaneers, one of the worst passing defenses of the league. This will be the this will be the deciding week. We will see what happens. I hope my find him. my dude of the week, my dude of the week, <laughs> Golden Tate against the Jets. Against the Jets, I love it this week. We got Ingram and Shepard out. I you're love the volume. Tate. Yeah, we're about to smack something on the wall here. You're you're picking a giant. Okay, I'm picking Slayton this week. We both got two Giants receivers. I we both have you, one Giants I'll give you Golden Tate minus five PPR. Minus five I'll total? I will take that too. Who Which side? His side. You're taking Slayton over You're giving Slayton and five, five points. points. You're giving PPR? Slayton plus and five. Yeah. Let's go. Let's Smack right. on the wall. I love it. I'm going to Mike, 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 Mike Gesicki, the tight end out of Penn State who now plays for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I think eight catches for like 65 yards last week. That's Playing the Colts. Back. Colts, who are a top 10 worst against the tight end. They got to sling the rock. Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually competent behind under center. Fire up your Mike Kosicki's. How about let's hear about the doubt of the week? I mentioned it earlier. David Johnson is mine. Buccaneers have a really tough run defense. We don't know what the volume is going to look like with him back. 
for the first week. I'm worried. I'm not. You're not sitting him, but I'm going to say he's more of a flex play, maybe 10 points. I'm cherry-picking a receiver coming off a good week playing on Monday night against the 49ers, and I'm picking Tyler Lockett. Yeah, that's fair. I got Ronald Jones, former USC back, playing the Cardinals we with a decent, a decent run defense. That's why I'm picking him as many. One of the biggest waiver wire pickups this past week. Yeah, good player. Not this week, though. Okay. How's Jammin' looking, Michael? I'm really upset at Jason Witten and his crusty hands. <laughs> crusty hands. He's been out of the game for too long. He scores 14 point or like 13 something PPR points, probably the most like in his career. Crazy. Over the last two years. Yeah. Since he didn't play last Especially year. Especially last year. So the coin winds up beating me and Jared. So oh. I then go one and two and not two and one. Had I gone two and one, I'd be tied with Jared right now. But as the standings say, Noah is 16 and 11. Ugh. Jared, two Incredible. games behind at 14 and 13. I'm 13 and 14, and our guests, 11 and 16. And just for the fans, Noah started off the season 0 and 6 and has gone 16 and 5 since the week three. That's incredible. Look at me. The bigger thing to call out here is that we have the return of possibly the segment that got us the show off of the, the year. Grid. Off the grid. Brandon versus the, the coin has returned. Brandon versus the, the coin. coin. Brandon versus the coin. Brandon, Brandon versus, versus the, the coin. coin. Are we gonna are we gonna turn Brandon's mic back on for this? Fine. No. Brandon, <laughs> who do you got, Brandon? Brandon? Who you got? Uh, the squad for this week. Real, roll- real quick, real quick. Yeah. Jammin is our mini uh, league here <laughs> for the new viewers. We got one quarterback. This is ESPN rankings. One quarterback, eleven plus, and then PPR rankings. One running back, eleven plus. One running back, twenty-one plus. One wide receiver, eleven plus. One wide receiver, twenty-one plus, and a tight end, five plus in the rankings. All right, Brandon. Let's hear it. Uh, the squad is the handsome man, Jimmy G. Baby. Can you please speak up? Speak up. Please. Well, Jimmy G, a quarterback. I'm talking Chris Carson at running back. Oh, my God. He's going to have a remarkable game. Okay. I'm talking Latavius Murray. Okay. I'm talking he's going right into that marking role. He's going to be eating. Um, I've also got DJ Moore. And I've got Jamison M.F. Crowder. That's his real middle name. And I've got O.J. Howard, who is going to be busting it out. He will be donating at least – Four hundred dollars to those. So fans. for the guest, are we going to average the coin and Brandon? Is that what we're going to do? Or are we going to give the give Brandon the guest? We'll figure it out. The coin, the winning team against Brandon versus the coin. Jared Goff, Chris Carson, and Ty Johnson, DJ Moore, and John Brown, and Jared Cook, the tight end of the New Orleans Saints. I got Matthew Stafford, Derrick Henry, Damian Williams, Christian Kirk, John Brown, and Gerald Everett. I got Kirk Cousins, Todd Gurley, Jamal Williams, Allen Robinson, John Brown, Jared Cook. The winning team, I don't know how no one picked this quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, stud. DeMont and Jamal Williams, a running back, Emmanuel Sanders and John Brown. John Brown, John Brown is my wide receiver too. Woo! And Mike, Mike, Mike Gesicki is my tight end, my dude of the week. Can, can that be the new John Brown nickname, John Brown? Woo! No. Okay. No. Yeah, no, I, I, I banished that. That's been another great episode of Guys Be Nudes Fantasy Football. Jared, we're going to have to have a talk after this. Jeez, man. Thank you. <laughs> Not a good bad, one. bad, bad. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter at Dudes Football. Uh, Noah's back with the glasses. Much love. A shout out to Brandon and Nina for being in the shout studio. Shout out to five one nine. And uh, hop on the mic here. What do we got the love doctors talking about today? We're talking about romance, just in general. Just, oh, <laughs> uh, we're, we're we're getting into it. We're we're decoding. God. There's what really no other is. show I can I can relate to less. Everything they talk about is just. Well, what, about, what about romance in in context of football? Oh, 
Oh, there's definitely there's definitely a lot there. There's, there's definitely there. me sitting on my laptop reading rankings late at night uh, with a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> and officially now, that has been the end of Guys Being Dudes Fantasy Football. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great weekend. DM our Twitter with questions, and we are. What's better than this? Guys being dudes.